audio. Welcome to Doc Talk, a weekly podcast featuring Monument Health physicians addressing medical topics. Tune into your health with Monument Health. Hello again, and welcome to another edition of Doc Talk with Monument Health. My name is Mark Houston, and it is Heart Month here in February, so we're going to be focusing on doctors with the Heart and Vascular Institute at Monument Health. And joining me today is Dr. Raj Pradhan and Certified Nurse Practitioner at Monument Health Heart and Vascular Institute, Matt Gross. Welcome both of you guys to the show. I appreciate having you here. Thank you so much. Thanks uh, for having us. You bet. Uh, now, Dr. Pradhan, you... Um, you're from Nepal originally. That's right. How did you get over here to the States? Or why did you get over <laughs> here to the States? <laughs> so uh, I, I always had interest uh, in going into cardiology. Um, at the time when I, when I trained in Nepal, we didn't have cardiology fellowship in Nepal. So, you know, people who wanted to train in heart, uh, we had to go somewhere out, you know, either, uh, you know, U.S. or Europe or India mm -hmm. or somewhere. So one of my uh, seniors had uh, gone the same course. He wanted to specialize in um, cancer medicine, and uh, he had been to the United States. So I was talking to him, and he said, you should come over here. This would be the, you know, best place to train in cardiology. And that's how I ended up, you know, trying to come over. And that was back in, I think, 2005 when I came over here. So did you know, uh, Dr. Pradhan, uh, from a young age that this is something you wanted to do, specifically with a heart? or, or No, in general, I wanted to be a physician because, you know, uh, since my dad is an internal medicine uh, physician, so, you know, I, I had known what, what a life of a physician is like, what they do, you know. Um, so I used to be able to observe that very closely, you know, between my, my dad and, and his uh, colleagues and friends and nurses. And, you know, so from, from that time, I knew I wanted to be a doctor. I just didn't know what kind. But once I went to the medical school, initially, I thought I wanted to be a surgeon, actually. And uh, the training is a little different in Nepal. So I had worked as what we call a medical officer in a surgical department, mostly uh cardiothoracic surgery and and you know I like that hands-on part but, but there was a lot of like uh, hours like you go really early come really late that part I, I did not like but one thing I realized while I was doing that and taking care of like sick patients after the surgery in the ICU what I liked more was like hemodynamics cardiac changes and stuff like that so then I realized I really wanted to do Okay. You know, heart medicine. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt, what led you into this then? Yeah, so kind of a long story, but I <laughs> graduated from South Dakota State University in oh, 2000. Oh, you're local then. Yeah, yeah, I'm local, right. born here in native Rapid City, actually Excellent. born at Monument Health. It was called Rapid <laughs> wow. City Regional, of course, but uh, yeah, so date back. Uh, I think Monument Health was around for about two years when I was born. That's and, amazing. Uh, Anyway, so graduated nursing school 2006. Uh, I was previously working for the Forest Service as a hotshot, actually. Yeah, and, okay. Uh, actually, I was paid to exercise at that point, and that's how I got into exercising. But uh, kind of big into you got paid to exercise. Right, right. Which <laughs> that's like that's like all of our motivational dreams, right? Here. Absolutely, and there may be some, you know future role for that. We'll Maybe. find out. Who knows? But. Uh, <laughs> 
So uh, 2006, graduated, and uh, I was kind of an adrenaline junkie and wanted to get into something, you know, where your adrenaline would be kind of provoked a little bit. So went into the ICU, where you see a lot of patients that are critical, mm-hmm. and uh, worked there for several years. And then, uh, you know, something kind of hit me. I was kind of like, huh, why am I taking care of patients that are close to death and dying all the time? You know, I kind of developed a passion with that exercise background towards primary prevention uh, through exercise and nutrition and just taking care of yourself so hopefully you will never need the ICU, which kind of led into working in cardiac rehab where you help people get better, work on exercise, you know, eating a clean diet and all that, which naturally led into working in cardiology where I've stayed for several years now. Well, it seems like this is, uh, this is the time of the year, the early part of any year. When everybody finally says, "Look, this, this is this is I'm I'm getting in shape this year. This is what I'm going to do." Uh, so having hearts, you know, month in February when people hopefully are still holding on to their New Year's resolutions and taking care of themselves. Um, let's let's start with you, uh, Doctor Pradhan. What what is your role within the Heart and Vascular Institute? So uh, I'm one of the general cardiologists uh, with uh, imaging background. Okay. Uh, so besides taking care of, you know, regular um, all sorts of heart disease, valve disease, uh, blockages in the blood vessels, arrhythmias and stuff, I, I also help with diagnostic imaging or, or imaging interventions and stuff like that, like okay. ultrasound of the heart or, or CT scan of the heart arteries or stress testing or nuclear uh, imaging of the heart, and so on and so forth. So what's your role, Matt, then, within it as well, then? So I'm a nurse practitioner there, and uh, in collaboration with the physicians at the facility, we help with uh, interpreting tests, ordering tests, managing uh, stable patients, making sure their blood pressure is controlled, cholesterol is controlled, if they're having any new symptoms, kind of wading through that and making sure they're getting proper care. So when everybody's getting ready now, going back to kind of uh, the, the setup of this, when people want to start to get healthy and, and, and want to change their lifestyle a little bit, um, we hear constantly uh, in, a, in, a, in a lot of different ways what, what a healthy heart lifestyle should be. And, and is, it, is, it, is it that generic or can you really drill down into what a healthy heart lifestyle is? No, honestly, it is actually really generic. It's very simple. Uh, obviously, easier said than done. <laughs> right. <you know. laughs> because of the kind of lifestyle we live nowadays, mm-hmm. you know, we, we drive to places. Uh, you know, life is busy. Everyone is stressed out. Um, we just want things done quickly mm-hmm. um, and move on. So so that that brings a lot of issues with what we eat, where we eat, you know, how we go about things, you know. Humans in general, naturally, we were, uh, by evolution, we were meant to walk, right? We right. were meant to walk to our food, and that sometimes 20,000 years ago, you know, 30,000 years ago would have meant you to walk 20, 30 miles a day, possibly more, to get to your food, right? Yeah. Uh, so you're constantly on the go and walking, uh, which uh, suddenly with uh, the new life, we're mostly lost. Uh, so it is, it is that simple. You have to have a little bit of exercise, right, and then and, and eat uh, as natural food as possible. Well, I think people get, when they hear, okay, you got to get out, you got to exercise, you got to get healthy. They're right away thinking, all right, gym memberships. I got to do all of this. 
can it be as simple as getting off the couch and just start walking? Yes, yes. In fact, so uh, based on a lot of uh, evidence, the American Heart Association uh, recommends uh, being active, and it, it basically says moderate activity level of roughly about 150 minutes a week, so that it's simple as 30 minutes, five days a week or more. So when you say be active, like what, what, what does that mean? So, so simple walk, for okay. example, walking at say 2.5 2. to 3 miles per hour on, on a level ground is considered moderate amount of activity. And, and that kind of uh, activity level uh, is usually recommended at least uh, 30 minutes, five days a week or more. Uh, you could do higher intensity activity and, and there is a dose relationship to a certain point, meaning uh, any activity is good. At least 10 minutes of activity at, at one period is probably advisable. Uh, uh, but the more you do, the more you benefit from it to a certain level. And for most mortals, for most day-to-day -day working people, the chances are you will not exceed that critical level. Sure. Uh, oh, there, so, so okay, you say critical level. What, what does so that we're, mean? We're talking about like professional athletes and okay. marathoners and stuff where, where there's a training load of, say, more than uh, nine hours a week of uh, higher level activity. We're talking about like running nine, nine hours a week. Mm -hmm. So there's a, what we call J-point association. The more you work, your lesser is the risk of having a heart attack stroke and dying. The more you stay active, more and more, increase the exercise level duration, less is the risk. To a certain point after that, the risk starts to go up a little bit again because of other reasons, maybe it causes dilation of the heart, arrhythmias, and so on and so forth. But that's a very high level of activity. So it's not just the exercise. It obviously has to be eating right, too. Correct. So it's, it's a, we would call, we call you know, lifestyle modification. It involves uh, exercise. It involves uh, dietary changes. It involves sleep pattern, you know, management of emotional stress. All of those things together. Boy, I think that's one that a lot of people don't think about either is, is getting that good night's sleep. Right. And it, and it seems like we're, we're getting the technologies. You know, a lot of us have the, the Apple watches and things like that that can kind of monitor that. Do you do you support technology like this to, to keep people active? Um, or, or do you say take it with a grain of salt sort of a deal? Yeah. So, you know, there's there's pros and cons. You know, mm -hmm. if, if you get too fixated with that, there are people with that kind of personality, right, Matt? Mm -hmm. and, you know, sure. you might be like super fixated, like you wake up in the morning and look at the watch and did it have a restful sleep? The watch <laughs> will tell you. Yeah. If you are that personality, uh, then it, it could actually hinder, uh, you know, it could create more stress. Well, but, that's, yeah, there you go. This, the stress then kicks but, in. But if right. you are the other type of person who, like my patients would say, hey, Dr. Pradhan, what was your step count today? And I say, well, I'm sitting at 5,000. <laughs> And, and they would show me the watch and say, look, 14,000, that's my average. <laughs> wow. Right? So, so it gives you like a motivation and say, okay, you know, I had a big cardiac event. I've changed my lifestyle. I've changed my diet. I've decreased my saturated fat intake, right? Mm -hmm. I've been eating more vegetables and, you know, healthy nuts and fruits and so on and so forth. Decrease, you know, sugary, sweet stuff and increase exercise. And I'm a tracking, you know, this much of, uh, you know, what am I doing? to not have this event ever again. And right. Obviously, we do labs and other stuff to track and see how well you're doing. But if you have something like that, for example, you know, step counts or even sleep tracker. Nowadays, there's like so many fancy stuff. Yeah. It will measure your uh, heart rate variability, heart rate recovery, 
uh, science some of, of health. Yeah, some of those are hard to understand. I know when you're looking at the, the apps on your phone, um, and and for me, I, I'm kind of uh, the, the person that does get a little stressed out about it because I see, oh, that's that's below average. That's I didn't do enough today. I didn't right. do that. And then I'm like, well, okay, if I didn't, I'm going to go sit on the couch and I'm going to get some cookies. <laughs> you know, that's the rest of my night. Right. But is, uh, uh, it, it, it has to change, too, as we start to get older, right? We have yep. to start – we obviously can't be as active. You can't go run three miles a day, uh, or, or, or can you? Please tell me you can't because I don't want to do that as I get older. I mean, you don't, <laughs> you don't necessarily have to. You know? So like I said, uh, there is a dose relationship of exercise and outcomes, um, all kinds of outcomes, cardiac outcomes, non-cardiac outcomes and stuff. Uh, but the minimum threshold is very easy, right? So 30 minutes, five days a week, that's not hard. You can incorporate that into your lifestyle. You can even go for a walk between your lunch break or something at work and achieve that 10 minutes, 15 minutes walk. And you maybe go walk before you go to work or after you you know, come back from work or while you're watching TV, maybe put a treadmill in your living room instead of watching the TV while seated on the couch, walk on the treadmill and watch your show. Uh, it just walking passively you're just enjoying your show but at the same time you're getting exercise so there's a lot of things you could do especially in place like ours right especially in winter we have to think about what am i going to do for winter and you know how to get that exercise can you can you plateau in these areas though can you you know let's say somebody's like okay i'm making the changes today i'm going to get up on a walk i'm going to eat a little bit healthier and three four five months later they're still doing the exact same distance almost at the exact same speed you know, maybe have started to eat more some of that sugary stuff again. Can you, do, do you have to keep, I know you kind of meant, but do you have to yeah. keep getting a little faster, a little longer, a little, or does any movement make the difference? Any movement makes the difference. Now, from the athletic standpoint, oh. if you want to get better, if you're into that, like, you know, uh, just recreational sports, right? Uh, Matt and I, we like to bike a lot. Sure. We run a little bit. He does a lot of trail running and stuff like that. We always set ourselves goals. Like I want to do this race this summer, and I want to beat my time from last year. So if you have a motivation, if you have a carrot hanging, right, uh, it definitely pushes you to go that extra mile and say, "I'm going to get better. I'm going to get better." Right? And there's there's benefit of doing that. But if you say, "No, I just want to be healthy in general. I want to maintain my muscle mass. I want to maintain my bone health, uh, and I want to get benefit from cardiovascular standpoint and everything." Uh, not only that. There is benefit uh, in terms of your brain function. So if you're doing a lot of aerobic activities, mm -hmm. that level, not crazy, but that can actually uh, delay onset of dementia, which is memory loss and stuff like that. Right. So all sorts of benefit. So when it comes to then for athletes, Matt, um, you know, what, what, what steps do they take or what, what do you recommend that they continue to do? So I think for athletes specifically, you're going to have to vary your training a little bit so you don't get stuck into that pattern. You don't plateau. Can You can. Athletes are, are more concerned about that than just... They are. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. So athletes are a specific population compared to the general public. There's no doubt there. When it comes to heart health, we're not really concerned about athletes. Their mm -hmm. exercise capacity, their nutritional habits and all that are already uh, on par with what you would want to see. So athletes, they're after basically increasing their exercise capacity, right? They want to go faster over a given unit of time. In order to do that, you are going to have to vary your training. You're going to have to do interval training. You're going to actually have to have periods of rest, you know, two weeks of rest, recover, work on that sleep. That way you can push your body even harder. 
You're going to need duration. You know, you're going to need 150 minutes a week might not be enough. You might need 300 minutes a week in order to increase that actual aerobic capacity uh, and cardiac reserve of the heart. Okay. So that's definitely a specific population. Yeah. Yeah. So what is then, let's say somebody is listening to this podcast right now and they do want to take those initial first steps. It has to be, the first step has to be going to the doctor. Doesn't it? Yeah. Isn't that mostly recommended? I so, mean, let's yeah. say you're, you know you're really out of shape. Right, right. So Should you go in first? I think so. So if you haven't seen your doctor in a long time and you have risk factors, you say you have diabetes, you have high cholesterol, you're a smoker or something, it's probably best to get uh, checked out. You probably need to get checked out anyways mm -hmm. uh, to see what kind of effects those risk factors uh, has already caused uh, in your body, including your heart health. And that doesn't have to be a heart doctor necessarily, but it has to be a doctor. It has to be, a, you know, maybe a family physician. Sure. And they, they can obviously guide you where to go from there. Uh, depending on the risk factor, sometimes we even do testing to say, okay, you are actually going to start to exercise. Is it even safe for you, right? A lot of my patients uh, have, you know, heart attacks, multiple heart attacks. So if I exert to that level, would that be safe? Can that trigger a heart attack? And it's a fact that depending on the scenario, sometimes vigorous exercise can trigger those events. So you want to know the safety of doing things. And in a supervised fashion, we can do testing where you can identify those risks and say, okay, so this level of activity or exercise is safe for you. Then you can say, I can go 85% of that intensity, maybe 70% of that intensity, because since I really made you work hard during my testing in a supervised fashion, and your heart tolerated it fine, 70% of that would be absolutely safe. And we can, what we call exercise prescription, and say, okay, this level is okay for you. And then you can start kind of slow and low, and then ramp up depending on you know what your goals are. You just want to be heart healthy. You can do your moderate activity, 150 okay. minutes a week. You want to outperform that, get more benefits. You can go harder. So what are then? Obviously, there's going to be people that will just want to jump right in, not go see a doctor. There's got to be some some behaviors we need to avoid though too. When so uh, absolutely, Dr. Pradhan, 100% there. I think one of the local examples of uh, or a reason why you want to see a doctor would be the local example would be shoveling snow, right? You oh, have, yeah, uh, there you go. You have an individual that uh, you know, hasn't done anything for 11 months, and that first snow of the year, they get out there, and they're going to push their body. What, and it's what, not did, ready Didn't want to buy the snowblower. There you say, right. I got a shovel. I can go do this. <laughs> There's been no progressive exercise regimen leading up to this, and all of a sudden we're at max effort digging out six inches of snow in your dry, you know, six and, inches and you, of snow. And in your you driveway. don't even think about that. You, don't right. think you, of it. you grab the shovel, you go, because you're like, you know, I'm a healthy 50 year old guy, or I'm a, I'm a 50 year old guy, right? Or whatever. And you, you go out and start, yeah. And, and you know, a couple minutes in, you're, you, you start to feel that, yeah, yeah, even if you are kind of healthy. You know, it could be. I mean, you know, that, that the amount of stress uh, shoveling snow can, can put in your cardiovascular system is actually considered uh, high-intensity exercise. Really? You can really ramp it up. Plus, you're exposed to cold air outside, uh, which is uh, a trigger to make your blood vessels shrink in size. We call it vasoconstriction. Uh, it can suddenly increase your blood pressure, uh, increase your sympathetic drive. All of these could be potential trigger for a heart attack. And so once in a while, we actually do see people shoveling the snow and coming in with a classic heart attack. How do you, speaking of heart attacks, I have been recently surprised to kind of learn 
that there are different levels of them. You can have some sometimes and not know so, yeah, so you in can some have instances. Like, yeah, so you can have pre-monitoring kind of early signs and symptoms of what could evolve into a heart attack. Uh, you can have a milder form of heart attack, and obviously you can have life-threatening uh, instance where you shovel the snow, get the chest pain, and next thing you know is you drop dead or you know something bad yeah. happened to you. So different gradations uh, depending on uh, what part of the blood vessel is affected. Uh, is it is it one hundred percent blocked or or is it ninety five percent blocked? So there you know depending on. What kind of scenario it is? It could be different outcomes. Okay. Oh, that's. I mean, it's sometimes it's yeah. You know, it's scary to think about because unless you know what the symptoms are and what the signs are, you know, a lot of people just try to push through them. But I don't think you would ever recommend that at all. No. No. Anytime you have signs like that, you know, especially if it's like you know, classic symptoms like you get chest pressure, tightness uh, in the front of the chest, uh, especially if it is going towards the left side of the arm or jaw, uh, provoked by activity, uh, you definitely want to stop. You okay. stop and let it go. If it doesn't go away and you've never had that before, that's a problem. All right. Oh, my. Um, well, this is, uh, I, I, I love, uh, you know, talking about simple things that people can do to to make sure that they can improve, you know, their heart. I mean, everybody knows they need to exercise. We, we all have that in the back of our mind that we should get up. But the, but the steps are that people think, well, like I said earlier, you know, I, I, I have to get equipment and I have to go to a gym and I have to, you know, pay exorbitant amounts of money. And all you're saying is stand up, start walking. Yeah. Yeah. So I think uh, how I look at it for 98% of the population, the non-athlete population specifically, I call them the kindergarten rules of health. I mean, if you go back to kindergarten, you know, what did you learn? You learned to eat well, eat your fruits and vegetables, don't eat Cheetos, Doritos, Fritos, <laughs> Matt, soda. You're killing me. <laughs> you know, keep your desserts light. Yeah. Play. Go to bed on time. Brush your teeth. And that's 90% of it. You know, you can get into nuance on sure. eggs and right. meat products, but that's 90% of it is, uh, you know, do the practical thing that we're all aware of. Well, but, I, can, uh, I can definitely relate to kindergartners. Yeah. So I mean, if you were to really uh, summarize, that's it, actually. You know, a little bit of activity, uh, you know, 150 minutes or you say 30 minutes, five, five days a week or more. Uh, eat a lot of, you know, vegetables and fruits and basically unprocessed, unprocessed uh, whole grain foods as much as you can. Minimize red meat, minimize processed red meat, minimize um, sugary uh, beverages, foods, you know, all kind of processed carbohydrates, minimize as best as you can. Lower the intake of alcohol, um, you know, I didn't say zero. <laughs> there's always a. I'm glad you glad you quantified that. There's yeah. always a balance, right? right? I mean, you have to live your life, so it's a it's a healthy yeah. balance, honestly. And 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 then uh, uh, no nicotine. Okay. No nicotine of any form. Uh, uh, stress management, good sleep. It it so is with the way you guys describe it. It's 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 so simple that, you know, if you if you can't find a little motivation to do that. Uh, you know, you're, you're, I mean, it's, you're going to have a shorter life. <laughs> Let's I think, just... uh, yeah, I think you just said something there, the motivation to do it. That's probably the crux of it. I think right. a lot of us know what to do. It's actually following through on it. So, you know, for the listener out there that isn't exercising, you know, when you start, it can be a little bit difficult. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to carve out time. You might be uncomfortable. 
Um, I call it type two fun initially, <laughs> meaning it's not fun at the time, but when you're done, you feel good about it. Yeah. And uh, if you stick to it, uh, you know, you eventually kind of learn to crave it a little bit. Right. And then when you're not doing it, you notice that you don't feel as good. And uh, that can help with the motivation, you know, build up that habit. Uh, build it up to the point where you actually enjoy it and your body starts to get used to it and you feel good. Well, and, you know, we've got all of this great technology to help us. You've got your phone. You've got your earbuds that you can throw in. You can listen to a podcast like this. You're still being entertained. So get out and walk and, you know, just improve your heart as much as you can. I want to thank both of you guys for coming in and talking today. This has been great. Uh, Dr. Uh, Raj Pradhan uh, and uh, the certified nurse practitioner, Matt Gross, both of you with Monument Health Heart and Vascular Institute. Thank you very much for coming in. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us. You bet. The award-winning heart team at Monument Health provides the communities of the Black Hills with the best heart care in the region. Their focus is patient-centered care with high-quality outcomes. Contact your primary care provider for a referral if you have questions or concerns about your heart health. Doc Talk with Monument Health is recorded live at Home Slice Studios, hosted by Mark Houston, edited by Russ Hatton, engineered by Chris Jaquist, and produced by Kelsey Kinney and Rob Henry.